0: Tuesday night it is the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. This is the go home show for Saturday night SummerSlam. Yes, sir. All right, I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how's it? How's uh, the rest of the weekend been since I last talked to you?
1: Uh, very good. I feel like I just saw you, but it's, uh, it's <laughs> right. Very, it's been very good, and um, you know, I feel like we had a, a very successful show on Saturday. Yeah um it actually it it was longer than i thought it was because when you were giving me the the times it added up to you know you know 121 um you know so it would have been like two hours and one minute but the show is actually like 220
2: yeah
0: yeah so because uh the last part hadn't finished uh, converting yet before when i was giving you the numbers
1: oh okay all right yeah i was like i was like wait did the end of the show get cut off but i didn't think so
0: yeah so that one uh that one's good i saw that up on facebook um
1: yeah i yeah, always so- try i always try to put them up i i forget from time to time but i always try to remember
0: so let's see what we got here we have money Night raw from the last night we have a wrestle the wrestlemania 9 uh the raw, the mania after WrestleMania nine. I mean, the raw after WrestleMania nine.
1: And that's uh, because, and ladies and gentlemen, if you're a little confused, that's why we're doing that. We've we've been going over the major shows from
0: '93. Yeah, we're um, not, we decided not to go over every single Monday Night Raw because that's way too much. I can't believe I actually made it to. Uh, March of ninety four. Mar- I'm on March twenty first, nineteen ninety
1: four. What? I, I mean, I mean, look, if it's something that you want to do, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking it. It's just it, like, no, I just, I just think it's, it's a, a,
2: it's I a lot. I just
0: think it's fun. Like, I'm, I'm like actually getting to watch all these RAWs that I missed because they never aired here when, when they were on live.
1: So, oh, I wonder, but, I wonder why that is. That's, that's strange.
0: Well, that's because of the channel, the television channel here that uh, soon started carrying it. Because um, first it was on USA Network, and then um, I believe in around ninety, somewhere around ninety-four. Um one one Tuesday afternoon, it was like four p.m., and I'm flipping through the channels, and I see Monday Night Raw. I'm like, okay, it's Tuesday, but Monday Night is on and i'm like so i started recording them i'm like i better record this in case this is like a one-time only thing or like a limited thing
2: yeah exactly. And then every
0: week they started airing one at raw i'm like okay this is pretty cool i get to see raw now so i'm watching all the ones i didn't get to see
1: okay well that makes more sense yeah yeah
0: but then i mean i get to relive the attitude of a row.
1: Well, you know, and and I had the most fun with with the Attitude I mean, that was just a really cool time to be growing up and
2: and, and have that. You know what I mean? Like it it added a lot to my childhood personally.
0: So so, and, uh, so uh, we also have Continental Wrestling from December 27, 1986, which I'm going to have to play a couple of clips for you off air before we even think about airing, about playing them on the air.
2: Okay. That makes sense.
0: Then we have SummerSlam 93 and I'm going to go over the raw after that. And And we have our SummerSlam predictions. Plus I found this before we went on air, night six of the G1 Climax.
1: Very cool. So it looks like we have a um, much more packed show than I thought we did, which kind of
0: works. we need to go through this fast, but, uh, we go, we'll, we'll, we'll get the G1 Climax out of the way quick. Okay. So G1 Climax
2: <clears throat>
0: Night 6 took place from corken Hall in Tokyo, Japan on um, today, July 26th, and here are the results. I don't have the blocks in front of me because um, the the Wikipedia page I was I was uh, working from didn't update yet, so I'm working off of uh, one of the websites I use. So here we go. Chase Owens defeated Great Okan. Damn! What? <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. What? Chase, uh, Chase uh, Owens uh, defeated Great Okan. Holy
1: shit. With how he's being booked? Oh, good God. I, I don't know about that.
0: Evil defeated Kenta by countout.
2: What's going on here?
0: Let's <laughs> Archer defeated Tom Lawler. Okay. And in the main event, Dave Finn, Dave Finley defeated Juice Robinson.
1: Aren't they tag team partners?
0: They are. I, I, I told you on the last episode, they're collectively known as FinJuice. Oh, God. I can't even make that up. <laughs> so,
1: so I wonder how it came to pass. I guess it was just how the tournament was laid out that they ended up going one-on-one. Well, remember, I
0: told you, like everyone in each block, they face each wrestler in that block. And then after they face each wrestler in their block, they face every other, every wrestler in the other three blocks.
1: Yeah, so, y- yes, sir. I do recall you saying that. So that yeah. makes sense. Right. Okay.
0: All right. So uh, that was a quick uh, G1 Climax update. Um, now
1: we're going to move on to Monday Night Raw, Ben. Which, you know, and uh, before we get into the actual show, um, you know, everybody was really excited. Number one, because this is like the first uh, RAW since uh you know everything broke um yeah. regarding mansions. and you know everybody was like excited to see the beginning of the new regime, so to speak.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, now, I completely understand that, and I'm not I'm not dismissing that, but. I wasn't expecting, you know, massive, uh, massive changes uh, to the show. Now, let me, um, ask you, let me ask you. a question. Yeah,
0: is it, just, is it, just, is it just me, or does it feel like that three hours just flew right by?
1: Well, I, I do, I do think there was better, um, like, I don't know what's the word, uh, flow, um, yeah, to the I show. Mean, I mean,
0: it's, I, li- I, li- I liked it. it. It didn't feel like three hours,
1: uh, especially. Um, I, I will give um, special credit to the first hour. I thought the first hour was really good. And then um, the main event was very good. Yep. And I like how they split up the story with, um, with Theory and Roman into multiple segments, as well as um, the stuff with Ray and Dominic in Judgment Day into uh, multiple segments. So I, re- I really appreciated that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, look, did it feel massively different from what we've been seeing? No, it, no, it did not. I I would absolutely be lying to you if I, if I, if I told you differently. Um, you know, and, and like I said, I completely understand the excitement, but I think with the, um, upheaval that's going on behind the scenes right now, it's going to take, um, a little bit of time um, for us to see, uh, massive changes,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, maybe even up to, maybe even up to a year and a half, you know, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a lot to unravel here, and, you know, um, we talked a little bit about this on, um, on Sunday's show, you know, I am, I am by no means a conspiracy theorist, um, <laughs> But I just want to bring something to um people's attention. And that is, you know, Vince is still the majority shareholder, um, despite this. Now I now I did um see a headline earlier today. I didn't I didn't read it, I confess, but I did read a headline that earlier this week um Vince sold like two point seven million dollars in stock. Um wow. So, but you know, being that he is the majority shareholder and stuff like that that I don't know how much power that still gives him i don't like I don't know if if he'll come back after the conclusion of the investigation if if he gets off just stay, um
0: just stay home, please
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, look everything that we've reported everything that we've talked about in terms of events has been true it's just that i'm i'm somewhat uh um, i'm somewhat worried and dubious of of the thought that he'll stay away um voluntarily for a long period of time so maybe that, maybe that's well you know i'm not going to say that because i'm sure i'm not the only person Uh, thinking that way but I certainly hope that we can we can move in a proper direction and and I think with uh Triple H being named the uh you know as being in charge of creative and talent uh relations um that we're definitely moving in the right direction as now um I I I would I would I would urge patience um, to the WWE universe, and I, know I'm, and I know I haven't really been the king of showing patience in, in uh, our podcast history, but if, if this truly is a new regime in WWE, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take time to unravel all the threads that could possibly happen here. So, just, uh, you know, hold tight, and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm.
0: Now let's see. Uh, from, I'm gonna let me just pull up my high points and low points. I've got my notes here in front of me.
1: Right. So, well, we already we already know what one of the low points is.
2: Yeah.
0: For 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 high points, I gave it to the opening segment. And you see, even Roman Reigns said it. You don't even know what you're doing with that briefcase. Exactly. And it's true, uh, and uh, we're gonna get into that then in the SummerSlam segment because I got I, I'm gonna. I have, uh, my own ideas of what they should have done. But, um, so that's one of my high points. Uh, I did like that pull apart with the missing Logan Paul at the beginning.
1: Yeah, that was, that was kind of cool. Yeah, you know, it was a different start of the show.
2: I can okay. see that.
0: Also, um, okay. W- what they need to really stop doing is turning singles matches into tag team matches. But uh, I I didn't mind the tag team match.
1: No, I actually you know what the um the t- the tag team match was actually one of my uh one of my high points for the show.
0: And I and I really liked uh, Ray Mysterio's uh, promo at uh, the when he came out for his 20th 20th year celebration.
1: Yeah, I I, I really like that as well. And I I like the fact that it was still part of a storyline and, and you know they they did all the judgment day stuff late, uh later on yeah. uh, sp- spread out over a couple segments um it but see i
0: get lo- it back I,
1: oh absolutely and um you know but i i i am happy that they kind of let ray say his peace without being uh, interrupted. So yeah. that that was nice because I I was expecting um, the judgment day to come out before he could even say anything. So the fact that they didn't do that was a uh, was a nice change.
0: Yeah. Um. But what about the match itself following his uh, speech?
1: Um. I I actually uh I actually really enjoyed it. Also,
2: I I, I
0: I I thought they were they played those uh, vignettes again. I thought uh, whatever, Ed, I guess it's said I thought they were supposed to, he was supposed to be there.
3: Well,
1: that that's what I had heard, um, you know, originally, but um, but apparently not, and you know. I, I'm not. I'm not exactly knocking that. I. I, I like. I would like to see him uh, come back at Summerslam, and uh, and do what I would do. Um, and it might seem obvious, but I would do Edge versus um, Finn Balor, because because originally I thought it was going to be like Edge and Rey Mysterio. Against um against Finn
0: Balor and Damian Priest. I mean, I guess you could throw another match in there. They already have the mysterios against the Judgment Day.
1: But yeah, but but to your point, uh, they announced uh, last night that Ray and Dom are gonna f- uh, face the Judgment Day. Yeah, you um, said that. No, no, I I said oh, I, I'm yeah. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, just, so
0: I, I mean I, I mean I guess they could add another match after that.
1: Yeah, well, you know, and to be honest with you folks, um, I'm not too impressed with the SummerSlam card uh in general because um it at least to me, I'd be interested to get your thoughts, especially when we go over the um go
2: over the card. Um is it just me, or does this look a lot like WrestleMania? With, uh,
0: with, without, uh, minus a few matches that uh, we didn't see at WrestleMania, like, the district of day.
1: Yeah, but, but I mean, a lot of it's still the same, though. Yeah,
0: like, uh, well, yeah, Brock and Roman, um. Theory wasn't didn't face Lashley at WrestleMania, did he?
2: No, no. no. Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Looking at uh, now, uh, Liv Morgan and Ronda, we didn't see, but yeah. Um, well, 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 when uh, we get to that segment, we'll go over the card.
2: Right. Okay.
0: But um, <laughs> low points. I wanted to give the Becky and Bianca segment a high point, but I just couldn't, and I'll tell you why.
1: Oh my God, the camera cuts. Yeah, they, yeah, I, oh. ab- I absolutely one hundred percent agree with you. Oh, I just
0: couldn't. I had to put my arm in front of my face uh, because that really was it's too mu- It was too much, especially when um, uh, uh Bianca uh, threw Becky against uh. The announce table, and then when they went over the announce table, I'm like, oh, I can't.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I'm not even making a joke out of this. I, I mean this in all seriousness. If you have epilepsy, I don't know how you watch Monday Night Raw or any WWE wrestling, period, because it's. Uh,
0: the, uh, one thing Triple H needs to do, get rid of Kevin Dunn. It, this is all him. You know,
1: well, well uh, <laughs> I well, I agree, and, and from what I'm reading, it seems like he's uh, on his way out. So, ah, uh, thank
0: God! Oh my God! Like, I just can't. I want to enjoy the show, and there are there are segments that I would love to give us high points, but then they do stuff like that and you just can't.
1: Well, and, and I certainly understand that. So.
0: So those are my high points and low points. Also, uh, impulsive TV, I had to give it a low point. Um, Uh, Like like, like I told you uh, off air, like my mom, like she heard me, I was watching it and and I was was like, no, no, just no. And she's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, I'm just watching this. I can't believe I have to talk about this stuff (laughs) every week.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, that segment talking about impulsive TV oh. was, was absolutely painful. Number one, the back and forth between um between Logan Paul and Maurice was bad. Was just atro- atrocious. Oh. And the whole the, the whole time she's out there, Maurice is holding what looks like, you know, <laughs> You know these very large. You know wow. I don't know if they were supposed to be brass or whatever the I fuck. But whatever they were made out of, it was supposed to be this big balls.
0: Who who's who's writing this stuff? I would love to know well, it's, it's not good.
1: Well, apparently uh, Vince was a huge fan of this. Yeah, of um, course it would be him. Um, but you know, and I understand them not. You know, just dropping storylines and, and, you know.
0: I know, uh, I get uh, that, but they shouldn't have started uh, this one. It was ridiculous, especially uh, putting AJ in there.
2: Oh, my God. I,
1: I know. You know, if I have to hear one more uh de- description of, of <laughs> the Mrs. Generous I'm going uh, right? to have a, a problem. And that was the other thing. Like she, like I don't know if this is done on purpose or if Maurice legitimately couldn't pronounce the word genitals. Oh, I know, right? She's trying to get that word out. I'm like, did she purposely do that? You know, but it's just you know, Maurice is. Don't get me wrong. You know, I've, I've never minded Maurice. I, you know. I thought she was. You're, you're, a, uh, you're, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I always thought that that she was a decent wrestler, and you know she complimented the Miz well, and uh, she's done a good job with um with everything that they they've done together, um, you know, and and obviously she's a very gorgeous woman, but but all of that you know put aside. This segment was terrible. Yep. And 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 see this this is what this is my point with Logan Paul, we've been we've been talking about this a little bit since he signed his contract. Um you know, I don't mind um I don't mind Logan Paul being uh you know signed to WWE, especially if they used him as an attraction like this. Uh, and and don't put him in major story major storylines. Um, I, I I see it. I'll I'll fig- I'll finish this before we get cut, yeah. kicked off. But um, <clears throat> you know it's just like really this is a match for some for SummerSlam. I mean it makes sense coming out of WrestleMania, but. If that's the segment you want to end the road to WrestleMania with, with the Miz and Logan Paul, it it does nothing to excite me for the match, and it actually makes me angrier that it's on the card. And and like I said, I don't I don't mind Logan Paul because he really opened my eyes and and proved me wrong with his performance at WrestleMania. Let me tell you something. When we come back
0: on. Uh... In the next uh, segment, I'm gonna, uh, something I read online
1: about, absolutely. like
0: about Logan Paul, but oh my god,
1: absolutely. Well, we we hate to leave you with lingering thoughts of the Mrs. Balls before we jump off the <laughs> air for a second, but um, but with that in mind, we're going to take a short break because Zoom has decided it's almost time for us to get kicked out of session number one of the evening. So we'll be right back.
0: All right, we're back, and Ben, I was telling you that I read something about Logan Paul. Okay, of Vince Russo. I'm seriously, these people are ridiculous. Vince Russo said, "I wonder if I can find the the exact quote." Uh, we we'll, we'll be right back. Right. Okay. All right. So, Ben, here's the this is why these uh, these former writers or wrestlers that no longer compete just shush about the product. Okay, here's what Vince Russo said. Okay. okay, bro, put the title on him. Let Logan Paul beat Reigns. He's better than anyone else. They got there, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. Put the belt on him, seriously, Logan Paul. Why not? Why not, bro?
2: Well, he,
1: yeah, Jesus Christ. Well, I, 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 I can, I can only assume because of its level of of sheer dumbassery that he, he he couldn't he couldn't have possibly been
2: serious, um.
3: Oh because... but, but there's another
0: video where like um, people are mocking him for saying that, uh, whether he was serious or not. I mean, it's, it's
1: stupid.
0: Well,
2: y- yes, I I would agree.
0: <laughs> I can't believe I am okay. Vince, you're so ridiculous. You're just ridiculous, bro. Just shush. Just... Josh, please! <laughs> uh, thank, thank you! you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, my other low point on route was Alexa Bliss and Piper Niven. Uh, what are they doing with Alexa Bliss? Why is she still carrying lowly around?
1: Um, well, I can only imagine because they, they need her to in order to sell it on WWE Shop. And, and, and Ben? You show yeah. that
0: Lou is an independent woman, she makes her own money.
2: Okay, tell me that story because
0: <laughs> did, did, did you hear Alexa Bliss's uh, interview before her match? Last uh,
1: night? No, I,
0: I oh, Yeah, imagine. okay, so uh whatever, Sarah Schreiber like interviewed her before she went out to the ring for her match. And right. She was saying, "I don't. She doesn't need Lily. Like Lily's her own woman. She even makes her own money."
2: Oh, for fuck's sake!
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, you asked me why. I, and and don't get me wrong. I I, I like Alexa Bliss. I, I do, but you know it. It's just no. <laughs> this this stuff with Lily just needs to stop right
0: so um that's all i have for my high points and low points i guess i use are pretty much same or do you have anything to add
1: um well yeah i i i do um i obviously um i don't understand what they're doing with with the women's division i really don't um and then even though i understood it I have to tell you AJ Styles and Dolph Ziggler versus the Alpha Academy was just a little weird. It is a weird pairing, right? You know, as was as was the segment where, you know, AJ Styles was acting all cool with uh, Logan Paul. <laughs> um but but that's the that's the only low point that I would add. Okay. Now, now high points um. Um. I will agree with you on the opening segment. I thought that that was fantastic. Yeah. You know, I could um I could listen to Paul Heyman speak for three hours, and that'd be a Monday Night Raw. And I guarantee you, it would be the highest rated Monday Night Raw since the attitude era. there. I love that guy. Um. And I also um. I also really enjoyed the um, tag team match with uh, Sheamus and Austin Theory versus Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. I w- I wish they hadn't done the Teddy Long special as we were right. talking about. But there was one um, there was one spot in the match that legitimately scared me. I because th- I thought that um, I thought that Bobby Lashley could have gotten uh, seriously hurt. So um, Sheamus executed a, um, a dive off the top rope in order to break up a pin. Uh, and it, he kneed Lashley directly in the head. And it looked absolutely nasty. And, and you know, say what you want about wrestling and, and the, um, the storylines and stuff like that. I don't want to see anybody getting hurt. So, um, but, um, you know, I really like how they, how they used this hour to really build up, um, Austin theory, um, you know, with, with between this match and the segment with, um, with Roman Reigns beforehand and after, I especially liked what Roman had to say after you know, like you know your daddy's not here, you're gonna be in some 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 deep shit, yep but but i'm I'm hoping that they they use this as reasoning for for um theory not to cash in because i i I could see it going either way, but I'm hoping that that theory can demonstrate some intelligence and not do it right now because if if they put the title on, um, if they put a title on theory right now, and I'm talking about a world heavyweight title. Um, it, it would, it would just, it would just be the wrong call at the moment.
0: No, put the title on Logan Paul and have theory be Logan Paul.
1: <laughs> oh, oh God! Well, no, what I, what I, what I would do is because we got to get at least one title off of Roman Reigns, yeah. we do because. Um. Because yeah. because raw just it it needs it's um you, you know because
2: well you
1: can't have a guy hold both titles and then not show up on raw at all. So what I would do since um, since McIntyre is a raw guy, um, I would I would have. McIntyre defeat Reigns for the bill at at Clash of the Castle. Um, okay. That's a, that's what I would do. Um, okay. And then I I really enjoyed the stuff that, um, with Ray and and Dom. You know his his promo and and the stuff that eventually led to uh, Ray and Dom getting beat down. And you know I expected. Um, I expected Dom to turn heel on Ray during during that segment, and the fact that they didn't pull the trigger, but I feel like I feel like that's what they're building to.
0: Saturday, Saturday, or next Monday.
2: Well, I, it would make sense to do it at SummerSlam, I think.
0: Yeah, I think at SummerSlam it'll happen.
1: Um, and then the other high point I had was um The main event.
2: I thought the main event was really, really good. Mm -hmm. So.
0: All right. So that's all we have for Monday Night Row. Yes, sir. All right. So now, um, because um, now this is a little late, but we uh, decided to do this um, afterwards. So, what we are going to do is. we're not, because we're not looking at every single Monday at Raw, because that would be a lot. We are going to look at the Raw after pay-per-views, and the first one being um uh, WrestleMania 9, sorry. The first one being WrestleMania 9, so let me pull that up real quick. And that was on April the 5th of 1993. basically the note the notes I have from this one this is Jerry Lawler's raw debut it was the Beverly Brothers raw debut
2: oh lord
3: and
0: yes this was the first raw after mania well where and uh, where Luna Vachon made her debut
1: yeah, um, you know, I was uh, speaking of Luna Fashan. I was, um, I was watching SummerSlam '93, and they were trying to put, uh, they, they were trying to sell the idea that uh, that Bam Bam Bigelow and her were a couple. <laughs> yeah.
0: So on this one, I uh, basically the only um, matches that we really had were the first match, Bam Bam Bigelow defeating Virgil. And uh, the main event with the Steiner brothers defeated the Beverly brothers are the only uh, uh, two standout matches. The rest are all are filler.
2: Yeah, and, I mean, I
1: mean, even the match with like you know Bret Hart and uh, you know Yokozuna, you know, at WrestleMania nine. I mean, I knew you're going after the after the uh, you know the Raw after, but. Yeah, Wrestle um, Re- WrestleMania nine in general was I didn't think was a good show. That was just
0: weird. That whole show was just weird. I so,
1: agree.
0: altogether, this RAW uh, went forty five minutes and forty one seconds. So now we we'll, go on.
2: That's a very long match.
0: No, the the show itself, not the match.
1: Oh, off. oh, oh! Okay, that makes more
2: sense.
0: Yeah. The shorts off uh, was uh, see the shows with these early shows were shorter, and f- no wonder they're so fat, easy to get through. Although some weeks I just let it play because they're not not that great.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I agree.
0: So now we're gonna switch gears, and we're gonna we're gonna get the DeLorean ready, Ben.
2: Oh, Lord, here we go.
0: Because we are going back to December 27th, 1986. Actually, um, we will be right back because Ben, I have to let you hear these two clips off air. Okay. All right. All right, Ben. So we're going back to December 27th, 1986. I was 12 years old. At this point. I was negative one and a half. Nice.
3: <laughs> 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 so
0: this is Continental Wrestling. And uh, our first match was is Jimmy Lawler and the Golden
3: Terror.
4: Golden Terror already in the ring. He weighs in at about 218 out of parts unknown. And the king, you know what, Memphis, Tennessee, 232 pounds, Jerry Lawler, the Golden Terror. Golden Terror, up on his feet, walking around the ring. Better be careful, he had Lawler behind him. You don't want to turn your back, the king.
1: 12 seconds. So what was the point of even having the match then?
0: I don't know. At this point, um, this show had matches, but there were like a lot of segments and interviews uh, placed in between the matches. That's what made this like a long show. Yeah. Next we have Tommy Rich versus Big Pop So that was basically, um, that was uh, the match that uh, Tommy Rich was talking about in a promo that we decided we're not going to air for good reasons. Um, but yeah, that's uh, where the match where Sherry Lawler came down and
1: interfered. Very good. And uh, we'll and we'll see plenty more of um, uh, Mr. Waller when it comes to our SummerSlam 93 reviews. So stay oh, tuned yeah. for that.
0: And we had, next we had Jerry Lawler and Great Kabuki. I think this was uh, another highlight, you know, I'm not, I can't be sure, let's take a listen. So those was uh Jerry Lawler and the Great Kabuki. Now, Ben, at this point, okay, this is 1986, and we have downtown Bruno all over the show. Okay. Okay. He is going, he he said if anyone anyway he made it through our challenge to anyone that can that can beat him. And he said there's no one that can beat him. They bring in this woman, uh I her name is Emily, so they bring her in, and we have Downtown Bruno versus Emily. I forget what her name was, her last name was, but our first our intergender match. I, I
1: hate intergender. But this isn't
0: a match. These are. This is a promo. I don't know. I'm not gonna play because these are too long. These promos should go on real long. Right. So I'm just gonna look and do the matches. So our next one is the Dalital Connection versus Eddie Matox and Dennis Upton. Never heard of either one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a one ball 10-minute
1: time on the tag team match uh, introducing a total of 451 pounds from Memphis, Tennessee and back from Francisco, Mississippi Dennis Upton going against them at 824 pounds from
2: Atlanta, Georgia Big Bubba from right now it is goliath <laughs> and
0: big bubba is other otherwise known as tugboat typhoon the shark master at this time he was known as big bubba the bell oh. Colli- the bell collector
2: oh lord <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, dude. I'm fine.
1: Thirty-seven. See what? Well, but I don't understand that. Why are they having all these squash matches? I because uh, the
0: the two guys I told Eddie May talks and something are in are are the Memphis uh, uh Memphis's enhancement talents. Okay. And now now we have a segment where they're gonna preview the new talent that's coming soon. Are you ready for this
2: list? Oh boy, here we go. I want to tell you about some of the talent coming in.
4: We've got some new talent heading your way, and one of them I think you're going to enjoy is a guy by the name of Soul Train
1: Jones. Soul Train has a. Oh god.
4: In addition to that, I've had a lot of people who have said, uh, when are you going to get some of those uh, gorgeous wrestling ladies into the area? Well, <laughs> We've got some wrestling ladies. Uh, I don't know that you would call them gorgeous. These are the daughters of So Train Jones and the Daughters of Darkness coming our way. Right now, before we get into the
0: next match, we'll see them in the ring. I want to get them out here in advance. We're talking about Billy Travis and Jeff Jarrett. All right, so of course, of course, there we go. Another uh, Luna Vashon mention.
2: Uh, absolutely.
0: Another Luna Vashon on the on the show tonight. All right, here we go to the next match. Okay. Against rough and ready.
1: Oh god. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: So that was uh, Billy Travis and Jeff Jarrett defeating Ruff and Ready. You couldn't hear with all the commotion there.
2: Yeah, I uh, I couldn't hear very much.
0: But the next one we have the Rock and Roll RPMs.
1: Never heard of them either. But then again, then again, it is 1986. <laughs>
0: That was uh, the Trace uh, Mothers and uh, John Paul versus the Rock and Roll RPMs. Rock and Roll RPMs come out with a win on that one, and the final one is uh, Memphis Vice, which I didn't uh, get all of that. So that brings this to an end for very, the CWA. Very cool. Yeah, these shows are long because they have a lot of segments sprinkled between the matches.
1: Yes, well, I you know what. I think I think there's a balance when it comes to that, but like, yeah. L- lately, you know, it seems like we we uh, we get too many segments and not enough wrestling, like
2: not yeah. in in
1: WWE especially. But um, but, and, but yeah. like yeah, now this was like
0: 1986. I didn't even know the like I didn't even know this existed until like we started talking to Ron Fuller because this is his uh, company there.
2: Oh, is it? I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, he, uh, and uh, I, I mentioned it on the past episode, it's his family that started it all, uh, which is uh, why we get the wrestling that we have today. Oh, cool. With all the steel cages and the special stipulation matches that they have. Right. All right. So from there, of course, we are going into commercial. So Ben, after uh, the break, we will get into our SummerSlam 93 review. Okay, very good. All right, we are back. And Ben, we need to do a retro SummerSlam review, SummerSlam 93.
1: Indeed, we are. And uh, if, um, okay, here it is. Yeah, it, it came up. Thank God. I love it when technology works. <laughs> so, uh, um, f- first of all, uh, the show opened with the Lex Express pulling up outside of the Palace of Auburn Hills. This was such a
0: bad storyline with this Lex Express. Like, I don't know how they made it work. I
1: really well, don't. well and, and, and to your point, I was very confused by it. But I was more confused by what by how the night ended between uh, Lex and Yoko. So we'll get further into that. But let me let's just keep going down. Um, so the first match of the evening. This could have been a main event in my opinion, but I, I guess it wasn't because Razor Ramon was still somewhat new. It was uh, Razor Ramon versus Million Dollar Man Ted
2: DiBiase. Yeah,
0: and this is coming off of the storyline where uh, Razor and, uh, no, where Ted DiBiase and Aris were mocking Razor Ramon for getting beaten by 123Kid.
2: Yeah,
1: well, 123Kid was featured um, later on in the evening and he did not have a good night. No, he did not. So, so this match ended up being much shorter than I anticipated. Apparently, um, from what I'm reading, in, in terms of the analysis, um, this was toward the end of DiBiase's in-ring career.
0: Yeah, he was like slowly like uh, moving out of like in-ring action and in more to like comment a commentator position. As uh, as uh, we'll see in Rumble ninety four, because he was one of the commentators on that pay per view.
1: Okay, very good. Um, So yeah, I didn't really like this one too much. It was just it was just too um, basic, and considering the the star power involved, I would have expected a lot more.
0: Um, so you're talking about which match you talk?
1: The still the opening match between Razor Ramon and Ted DiBiase okay um so then next up we have uh the heavenly bodies versus the Siner brothers and the, he- the heavenly bodies were accompanied to the ring uh with jim cornette
3: uh, and ben.
1: tom richard yeah, <laughs> yes and i'll i'll tell you what his his hair was something else i was laughing my ass off <laughs> Um, but I, I, sure, I certainly like um, Dr. Tom much more than his brother, Bruce, <laughs> to,
3: thank
1: God, to thank God, was demoted off of the creative team. Thank Christ. I hope, I hope that's a change that stays in place. Um, but anyway, so uh, it was, and it's important to know because I, I looked it up, the Heavenly Bodies had multiple uh, versions. Yes, they do. But this one was uh, Jimmy Delray and Tom Pritchard, mm-hmm. which doesn't. Which maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I'm being sort of assholish or or maybe it's just because you know I'm not too familiar with stuff this early on. Um, but it doesn't really strike me as the most intimidating uh, twosome out of the heavenly bodies
0: okay bang you know i I pulled up um uh a list of uh different incarnations of the heavenly bodies okay so apparently the i it, it appears uh okay this is what i'm reading so far we have justin and dustin carino but former members In 1985, it was Tom Pritchard and Pat Rose who briefly used the name The Heavenly Bodies while working in the Memphis Territory, and they were managed by Sherry Martell. Okay. Then in 1992, Pritchard reformed The Heavenly Bodies in Smoky Mountain Wrestling with Stan Lane, managed by Jim Cornette. And in May of 1993, Stan Lane left the team after losing a loser of the Fall Leaves Town match. And the team continued with Lane replaced by Pritchard's, quote, cousin, Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey.
3: <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I was laughing my ass off when, he, when, when I heard that. name.
0: And then there was a new Heavenly Bodies team, which began competing on the Independence Circuit around 2000.
2: And, 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 um, I thought there was one more. Like well, again,
0: this one was comprised of Vito, vivacious Vito Danucci and Casanova Chris Nelson capturing the NWA tag team championships.
2: Good Lord.
0: Then there's Eddie Golden and Casey Thunder and 2015 it's Dustin and Justin Carino. Oh, okay. So so Clearly. those are all the
1: incarnations of the heavenly bodies. <laughs> that, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of teams. Holy oh, teams. Um, but yeah, I mean this was a very good match. This was one of the one of the high points of the show, I thought. Mm-hmm. I I I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Um let's see. And then uh next up we had a a match that was very disappointing to me. Because when I saw this, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be good. But I guess they had an off night or, or you know, just didn't have good chemistry together. It was Shawn Michaels versus Mr. Perfect. By count out, Shawn Michaels wins. Yeah. And, wow. and they were really putting over uh, Diesel. Yeah, um, ben, ben. Do you remember Diesel
0: as his other uh, characters?
1: Um. Yeah, like Oz and Super Shredder. Yeah.
0: No, not what well, what well, Super Shredder. That was a uh, okay. That was an intro, but uh, he also played the uh, the high roller, Vinny Vegas.
1: Yes, uh, I, I recall.
0: Have you ever but seen? I, I Have you ever seen his promo as just, those characters? No. Oh, uh, I should send you one of him as a uh, Vegas. It's, it's just weird seeing him win that role.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: funny. But yeah, they were really um they were really putting him over bait which uh, makes sense um, with hindsight being 2020 because 20, if you recall in 1994 they put the WWE title on him I, I believe he held it for like two years.
0: And he beat Bob Backlund in 20 uh 24 seconds or something yeah he beat him at the house show Bob Backlund
2: yeah well um, over
0: Thanksgiving weekend I believe it was
2: well
1: considering the size differential between Kevin Nash and Bob Backlund I'm not really surprised (laughs) good god Um, but um, yeah I did did find it interesting that they were putting over Diesel so strong Uh, and then uh, next up we had um, one, two, three kid versus IRS. Um, for those of you that that don't know, I don't know why you wouldn't know, but one, two, three kid is um, Sean Waltman, of course, aka X Five. Um, and um, this this was just a quick match, but mm-hmm. but I, I real I really did like. Uh, I I really did like the character work and some of the so, some of the moves from Shyster, but it could have been um it could have been much better. Um next up was one of the highlights of the evening. Um th- this it's was highlight for you,
0: Red Heart versus Doink.
1: Well well only because of of what what transpired as a result of it. So um, they um, they were showing Owen and uh, Bruce Hart in the in the stands. Yep. And um, and so they were going over the feud uh, between Bret Hart and Jerry the King Lawler. And this is some of my earliest wrestling memories. I remember this because. Jerry Jerry Lawler would constantly go a, go after uh Brett's parents, Stu and mm-hmm. Helen Hart. Yep. And um even even as a real little kid, I was uncomfortable.
2: <laughs>
1: because, you know, just because it was like, "Oh my god, well you know, they're they're, you know, elderly. What what are you doing?" yep um, <laughs> uh, you know no, no no disrespect to them whatsoever, but I just you know but even in even in my uh uh you know very small uh you know minded way of looking at things, I was like, wait a minute, something's not right here, so I guess Jerry Laura was doing his job as a heel, but it was just
2: something I didn't like
1: um obviously um before the before the match, um, it well it it was it was only scheduled to be Bret Hart versus Jerry Lawler, but then uh, Jerry Lawler came out with a knee injury. He came out with crutches; his his knee was all wrapped up, and said that he had gotten into a, a car accident, and that uh, uh, many uh, nurses and doctors did want him to uh, travel to. Um, the palace to compete, but th- that's how bad he wanted to kick uh Jerry or L- uh, Bret Hart's ass. Um, so in in order to accomplish that, I this was a little weird. Uh, Jerry Lawler brings out Dwink the Clown, <laughs> who who I don't remember being a serious competitor, he was more of a gimmick.
0: Well, this, uh yeah, yeah. Well, like before his years before doing the clown, he was a serious creator. He was on the first WrestleMania under his real name.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that's something else I didn't know.
0: Yeah, he wrestled under his real name, Matt Bourne at the first WrestleMania.
2: Oh,
1: cool. Yeah. Well, isn't isn't Professor Canella just full of encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge? Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Um, and, um, but, you know, this, uh, this situation was all about the angle because he, uh, Waller was using Doink as a, uh, distraction because post-match, uh, Waller uh, attacks Brett with the crutch and, um, you know, officials were holding back Bruce and Owen, um, you know and 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 Vince is getting really pissed off at the uh officials that are holding back Brett and Owen because the exact line was what a rip off this has been i've never seen a rip off like this ever so it, apparently he was very uh, animated and very pissed off eventually we get to uh Brett Hart versus Jerry Lawler uh so first of all, before you go there um
0: this is the last time you'll see Doink the Clown as a heel, because soon after he turned on uh, Lawler.
1: Well, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Because because Doink the Clown as a heel was confusing. I, rem- <laughs> I, I remember like he came in and started this feud with Crush. Yep. And, and I'm like, wait a minute, what the hell? <laughs> yep. Um. So yeah, that was a little different.
0: We did King of the Ring, right? Ninety three. I believe so. Okay, because that's where this whole uh, feud started with
2: Lawler and Bret Hart. I think we did it. I'm not sure, um, but um... so
0: Unless, this... I mean, we don't have to. I mean, if you want to do it, we don't have to.
1: No, I mean i i'd be I'd be willing to do it. All right, cool. Um, but um, <clears throat> so after. After the match is, is really when when the notable stuff happened because um, Bret Hart won by submission with a sharpshooter. But then after the bell rang, Hart was really uh, wrenching on it and, and wrenching on it and wrenching on it. And he just wouldn't let go. There were like four or five officials in the ring uh, trying to get him to break it. Eventually, Bruce and to get in the ring, and, and then he uh, lets go.
2: Yeah. So,
1: um,
0: so I, even when he was doing this, he, I even said it. I was I was seeing it on the TV. I'm like, "See, Brett, you did this yourself. You had the match one and now they reversed it."
1: Um. Well, yeah, but I mean, it it, it made sense. And I was yeah. reading, I was reading somewhere as far, as part of one of the reviews that um. That Brett actually uh, locked in the short shooter for real um, oh. to get a little bit of rev- i don't know if that's true um but um apparently uh in a in an interview at some point um, Brett was saying that Jerry had trouble walking later on in the evening which uh which um considering the amount of time he was in the short shooter, i'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a appearance from Ludwig Borga.
2: <laughs> there you
1: go. There's your Ludwig Kaiser, Ben. You know, and, and you know, if, if if that's who Ludwig Kaiser is based off of, just stop. <laughs> Please, you're just. just just let, let, let Ludwig be Mar- Marcel Bartel, and we'll you. be good. It, this is just, this is just terrible. It, it, it's your, t- it's your typical foreign heel, you know. And and, and he, uh, you know, he he destroys Marty Janetti, and Marty Janetti's career just, it just keeps going down and down and whatever. Anyway. Um, that was certainly not a high point of the evening. But the low point oh, of all low points of uh, the evening... Oh, no. This was atrocious, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy. Giant Gonzalez versus The Undertaker. Oh, damn. And at the end, Giant like, Gonzalez turning on Harvey Woodville in.
0: Yes. Uh, this
1: match was...
0: Horrific. Which which made no sense because we didn't see him anymore after that. <laughs> so what's point of turning face? Well,
1: well, I, I well after seeing after seeing this match, I mean, I I wasn't impressed with him when he uh, when he debuted at at the, um Royal Rumble at the Royal Rumble. I was like, oh, oh my god, this guy can barely move. He's got, a, he's got a muscle suit on because he doesn't have the physique to pull off being intimidating. Oh, right. Which, which the, the suit made him look even worse. I would have preferred if it was just his physique because I'm sure even that would have looked better than the suit. But nonetheless, this guy, this guy was like, uh, you know, the, the, the great Khali of his time. I mean, this guy was just absolutely atrocious. Have you seen Elegante uh compete in WCW? Uh no.
0: I think that's who Dragon Gonzalez was.
1: Well, I, I knew that, but I'm just saying I never saw No, uh, uh, no,
0: no, but like, you oh know, say so yeah. I never saw him much either as Elegante, but he was but, bad.
1: But poor poor Undertaker for trying to you know trying to put him over, but oh <laughs> <Right>? my god <laughs> Uh, the, the the biggest uh, troll of that match was Paul Bear getting the urn back in possession and uh, calling the Undertaker back to life. Oh, yeah. how, how,
0: how bad was this spot? Undertaker off the top rope trying to deliver delivering an
1: elbow of his match to uh, a forearm
0: to Gonzalez.
1: Well, you know how how many times does he have to try to knock and us down? Like, you know, <laughs> right? I think he tried to hit him like five times, and it just it didn't work. Wow! It it was it, this was just absolutely atrocious. Um, and then uh, thank God that match ends. This was a rest in peace match. By the end of it, I was resting in peace. Holy shit! But then, then we got a a good one after this, um, and that was um the Smoking Guns at Tatanka versus Bam Bam Bigelow with Luna and the Head Shrinkers with Alpha. This, now, I'm not saying this was a perfect match. Now,
0: Ben, this actually before you go on this uh this wasn't even a a schedule, the, I don't think this was, uh, the schedule match that they had planned, they had something else, uh, planned, that they had to, they were gonna have Luna Vashon involved in this match, but, uh, she was out with a broken arm, and, because it was gonna, originally be Bam Bam and, um, Luna against, uh Tanka and see with sherry but cherry was on her way was out of the company and Luna was out with a broken arm at this point. So they well, replaced it with this match.
1: Well this, this match ended up being one of the uh highlights of the evening quite frankly I was um at least comparatively like, but I actually I actually like this match a lot. You yeah. know I I I, I Personally, I just love Bam Bam Big Blow. Like, yeah. I didn't get, I didn't care about anybody else in that match, but I I always just had a had a had a thing for Bam Bam Big Blow as a wrestler. So then the next segment was weird. <laughs> oh, so Savage comes out as a quote master of ceremonies for the main event. Yeah. Uh. Why why the fuck did this main event need a need a I MC? Don't I don't know. I don't know. So so I'm so this is where I'm this is where I'm confused. Now um in early nineteen ninety-three, Luger debuts as the narcissist, only to be rechristened the narcissist. Yep. And then already by SummerSlam he is, the um, you know. So I so I guess people realized that the narcissist that the narcissistic gimmick wasn't working, or at least that he couldn't pull that pull that off for some reason. But, um, you know, I I, I don't I, I don't understand this. So the story with this, and I was I. And the reason why I'm so, like, put off by this match, I'll confess before we even get there, was, was the ending. The ending was just very odd to me, um, which, which I'll get into in a minute. So, the story going into this was that Leif Luger, who was, a heel, was still a heel, but not the, not the narcissist anymore, did a body slam on Yokozuna around the July 4th holiday. Which yeah. which propelled him to being a face now. Which which is why he was booked as the next great American hero, similar to Hogan. That was my understanding of why he got the Lex Express and all this other stuff. But by the way, I I still say that that opening shot of him driving up to the to the palace. And 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 all the fans mobbing the bus was was so stupid. <laughs> it 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 just was. Um, because he he wasn't a top star at that point. Luger was not a top star in WWE at any point. I don't think.
0: I'm actually looking that up on uh, while you're going over this.
1: Go ahead. But it's just so. I wanted to get into I wanted to get into the match I really did, but 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 here's here's what took me out of it, it like
2: it, immediately. So so the ending comes and um and and Lex Luger gets gets
1: counted out. Um, so Yoko is obviously still the WWE champion. And you might not and you might be asking me, Well, why are you not going over the match? Well, the reason why I'm not going over the actual match is because it didn't mean anything with, with how the ending was booked. And then I have something to add, to add on to that. <laughs> so yeah, so
0: well hold on, let me Yeah, just, go on. Go on. I'm saying um, something to add on to that.
1: So the so the reason why I'm so pissed off is because Yokozuna is still the WWE champion, but yet Lex Luger celebrates as if he just won the title. He gets a bunch of guys, comes out comes out, does it like the American hero just won the title. And, and you know, he's getting carried around the ring as if he accomplished something. Yeah. Um and and he didn't accomplish anything because he he didn't win. He didn't win the title, so it's like, what the hell? Because he hit Yokozuna with the metal plate. E- exactly. So. So
0: he he actually it's his fault that he didn't win the title.
1: So then it was like, well, what's the what's the point of the uh, the celebration to begin with? So that was ridiculous. And here's uh, okay. Here's the story behind the
0: Lex Express. So he was going around across the U.S. greeting fans, right? And uh, because he wanted, he was like uh, building up to his uh, championship match. And the, right. stipula- because, and the stipulation was that this would be the only shot he had at the title. And then, but here, here's uh, here's what I was reading that I have to add on to. So, according to Bruce Pritchard, Vince McMahon didn't give the title to Luger despite his push because Luger wasn't getting over with audiences as expected.
1: Well, Z, I wonder why after you book him in a title match like that. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, no shit. Okay, so
0: is, is, that, is that like after Superstars?
2: Yes. I know.
1: Overall, I was not impressed with it, with this event at all. I would have, I would have given it a two out of five stars
0: two out of five wow okay forty five percent you gave it a three star
1: well i don't I don't know what they're looking at they they, <laughs> they, they must they must have been enjoying some marijuana of some sort. Um, this you know was, be-
0: this was a very weird summer slam.
1: Yeah, and actually, um, I looked up some of the numbers. It was actually the the least fought um, SummerSlam out of the first six. Oh wow! Okay. Because this the- was this was the sixth SummerSlam, <laughs> and this one was the least popular. Which no shit. <laughs>
3: right? Just
1: look at it.
0: Okay, so the so the Raw after SummerSlam, okay. Episode 31 from the Manhattan Center. This show ran 46 minutes, so notes coming out of this. The Quebecers' raw debut, they defeated the Steiner brothers to become the new tag team championship, champions.
1: Oh, God. The Quebecers.
0: <laughs> the, you know what confuses me about the Quebecers? What's that? When Jacques Rougeau was uh, the Mountie, remember his theme song, I'm the Mountie and I enforce the laws? Yes. Well, when the, he was the Quebecers, their theme was, we're not the Mounties, but we enforce the laws.
2: Uh, yeah, that was kind of stupid.
0: <laughs> I don't get that, what? <laughs> so, all right, is that all you have for Summer some? Yes, sir. All right, that is uh yeah, and that's all I have for the um the uh, raw after. So um yeah, it looks like we're gonna go into commercial. Then we we'll, we're gonna be back with our predictions for Sunday's pay per view.
2: Very cool.
1: Not premium we'll right live back. event pay per view. Yeah, we're not calling it a premium live event. <laughs> that concept sucks. Thanks, Nick Khan. <laughs> We'll be right
2: back.
0: <laughs> All right, we are going to get into our SummerSlam predictions. SummerSlam takes place this Saturday night from the Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, Ben, here we go. First match I have on my list here, the Mysterious versus the Judgment Day in a no-disqualification match.
1: I'm going to say the Judgment Day. I'm going to go with
0: a and I'm going to say that uh, Dominic uh, turns on Ray.
1: I absolutely agree.
0: Then we have Logan Paul versus The Miz. I'm sorry. Why? Oh, uh, <laughs> L- Logan <laughs> Paul. Logan Paul. Sorry. <laughs> okay, this one. Oh. Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. I'm going go
1: um, with Bianca. I'm going to go with Bianca, yeah. And you picked Logan for the last one, too? Yes. Okay, cool. All right, next we have Riddle versus Seth
0: Rollins.
2: Uh, Seth Rollins.
0: I'm going with Seth Rollins as well. And then we have, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. I've got Liv Morgan.
2: Yeah. Then
0: we have... Tag team match for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. The Usos versus the Three Prophets with Jeff Jarrett as a special referee, which makes absolutely no sense,
1: but whatever. It's it's completely asinine. It's like, hey, people were in Nashville, Tennessee. That's exactly why they brought him in. That is so stupid. And rap is crap. But meanwhile, the theme song for the show... Is a rap song.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Kid Rock, right?
1: No, it's um. Oh God, let me look, let me look it up. But I know I know there's a rapper on it because he's one of my favorite. Rappers. Oh wait, I think I saw this on a Deezer.
0: Yeah, yeah, they had SummerSlam. They have a new SummerSlam theme or whatever. Yeah.
1: Um. Let, let me let me look it up just. Um, but yeah, it's the- it's
0: Summer Nights by Def Rebel and Jelly Roll
1: uh well, well, deferable absolutely sucks, but I can assure you that jelly roll does not okay like like he no no you- you can laugh at his name or or whatever, and I get it, but like jelly roll is amazingly talented, okay anyway, um, not to get on my soapbox, but yeah but- <laughs> Okay. That's one of, one of my favorites.
0: All right, so uh, what do we have here for the Usos and Street
1: Profits? The Usos.
0: I have the Usos as well, and I'm wondering if this is where they break, a, the street, break up the Street Profits and Montez Ford goes on a single run.
1: Well, I certainly hope not because, you know, if, if the Street Profits break up, Angelo Dawkins is standing on the unemployment line,
0: Okay.
1: in my opinion.
0: Alright, then we have for the United States Championship, Bobby Lashley defending against Theory.
2: Um, I'm going to say Lashley.
0: I'm going to go with Lashley as well. Now this next match, we got Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. I've got Pat McAfee.
1: Yeah, it's got to be.
0: And the main event, a last standing match for the undisputed Universal
1: Championship. You mean you mean last man standing? I said that. Last man standing. No, you said last standing match.
0: (laughs) No, I said last man standing. You didn't hear the man part because I said it fast. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, so we have a last man standing match for the Undisputed Universal Championship. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar.
1: That, that shouldn't exist because at WrestleMania we said this is the last match ever and it was the biggest WrestleMania match of all time, but it's not right. because it's happening again three months later at SummerSlam. Fuck you, WWE creative. And thank God Vince is no longer in power. Okay, I... Uh-
0: I'm gonna. Uh I've got Roman Reigns, but yes. So do I. Go on. Then okay. I'm gonna do a little booking here. Okay. Okay. So now we have Theory with the Money in the Bank, which makes no sense, right? Absolutely not. All right. So this is what I would have done. Starting at Money in the Bank, Theory can have a match with Lashley. He loses the United States Championship. Fine. Seth Rollins wins Money the Bank, okay?
1: That's exactly what I would've done.
0: We move on to SummerSlam. We have uh, Theory Can Go Off with Lashley and uh, go after the US US Championship again. We're not worried about that right now. Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar. Seth Rollins runs down to the ring and teases a cash-in, but doesn't go through with it, all right? Right. Okay. Now we move over to Clash at the Castle. Roman Reigns beats Drew McIntyre. Seth Rollins again runs down, teases a cash in, but doesn't do it. So you move on to Royal Rumble. Roman Reigns uh, faces whoever his challenger is at that time. Wins. This time Seth Rollins runs down to the ring, cashes in, beats Roman Reigns. He's the new champion, Rollins' is new champion. We have the Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes is a surprise entrant. Wins the Rumble, goes on to WrestleMania, beats Seth Rollins for the championship.
1: Well, Ben, and that's almost line for line what I would have done. You see, the story I mean, writes itself. I mean, it, it's not that hard. I mean, <sighs> 90, I would have done 98% of that. I mean, you know, but WWE is incapable of, of thinking that, that way. You see, that's how you write a story. Exactly.
0: And I just booked you all the way to WrestleMania 39. You're welcome.
1: Yes, exactly. Well, it, and the only thing, the only thing in my mind that would have prevented that, other than the stuff that's already happened that didn't go that way, is you know, are they still trying to get The Rock for WrestleMania 39?
3: Mm.
0: yeah that, like I mean that, that guy's always like doing some movie or other right he have, like, Bla- isn't uh, Black Adam out or something
2: uh, it's coming I'm not sure if it's out
0: yeah um, he's always got some movie going alright so um, that, do we have anything else for SummerSlam nope that's it, okay, we're moving on to the last segment, uh, wrestling roulette, and that, the way I, the way this works, I play 21, 21 clips, 10 seconds, Ben has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to, and we will be back shortly while well, I pull up the list. Okay, that should be it. All right, here we go with your first one. Ben, are you ready?
1: Yes sir. no
3: eres
2: Um, Savio Vega? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: it's
0: not Savio Vega but he was involved.
2: Oh god. Um all right, who was it?
0: Los Barriquas.
2: Oh,
1: okay. That, <laughs> makes, that makes sense.
0: All right, the one, one. The one. Okay, here we go. Next one
2: Fiend? No. Okay.
0: Damien Priest.
2: Oh, okay.
0: What was wrong with his old one?
2: Yeah, that's all I want to know. What?
1: Elio's vibing to this one. Maybe we <laughs> see this at
2: SummerSlam. It's uh, Edge. Edge. Okay, here we go.
1: That is John Bradshaw Layfield.
0: JBL, yes. Two two and two. All right, here we go. Track number five.
2: play again okay is that um is that Baron Corbin nope okay that is Tozawa oh good I thought it was
1: like some sort of happy Corbin bullshit, okay.
2: <laughs> I have no idea. That is T-Bar. Well, of course I wouldn't know when the last
1: time we saw a fucking <laughs> right. T-Bar. Do you watch the right. event? No.
0: There you go. That is do I? I think anyone does.
1: Not getting off to a very good start here because I really don't know. That is Ivy Nile. Well I don't watch NXT, so why would I how would I know that? Okay. Um okay, so what, two and five?
0: Two and four, I think. Yeah, two and four. Okay. All right, you are track number seven. You ready?
2: Mm-hmm. I I yeah, I don't know. That is sung in the ville.
1: Oh man, I gotta take it up here.
0: That is
2: horrible. Yeah, I know. Okay,
0: here we go.
1: Man, I wish we had Pat McAfee here to say it's fight (laughs) night. It's Seamus. Seamus.
3: Three
0: and four. All right, Track 8, are you ready?
1: Yes. (laughs) Uh, You are trying to make me happy,
2: Lita.
0: Lena. All tied up four and four. Very you know,
1: cool. Jack nine. Oh, uh, I, I I was definitely taking pictures in my in my head when she did the splits, Melina.
0: Well, Five and four. (laughs) See that, Ben, you're making our comeback here.
2: Very good. All
0: right, track number 10.
1: I don't have the faintest clue.
0: That is the Texas Tornado.
1: Uh, rest in peace to carry on there. Holy crap. All uh, right, yeah, track
0: 11. You will.
1: Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes.
0: When he was doing his uh, ugly gimmick with that clear mask he wore.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, six and five. You go track twelve.
2: Um. So, live Morgan. No. Okay. That's Mustafa Ali. All right, well, shit.
0: All right, let's so, see. Uh, it's track 13. You ready?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. All right. To the moon.
1: Yeah, Cameron, Cameron Grimes. Cameron
0: Grimes. Wow. What game
1: what did it? The, the really the really honky tonk thing at the beginning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright then, just on uh, yeah, seven and six. Hey, track fourteen, here we go. Bret Hart. Bret Hart, eight and six, track 15. Here we go. Uh,
2: not the faintest idea. That is too much. Formerly too cool. Oh, damn. I don't know why they
0: changed their name. That was just weird.
1: Uh, No, that that sucks.
0: Here, you go, track 16. He's a
1: man. <laughs> such a man. Did you hear the story where uh, Daniel Bryan changed... The, the theme, William Regal theme. Yeah, I saw that on the, on the video. Yeah, when he came a, out, and they played the a, theme. Yeah, <laughs> it was, <laughs> that was funny. But it was, it was when he was the, did the Steven Regal gimmick, but he, he was laughing his ass off. Yeah. All right,
2: yeah. <laughs> William Regal, okay, so, um, seven and, uh, eight and, uh, yeah, eight, so, uh,
0: no, nine
2: and uh, seven. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. D- track seventeen. Here we go.
2: Jimmy Snugger,
0: Jimmy Snugger, ten and seven. Cool. All right. Leo, uh... Track eighteen, ready?
2: Yes, sir. Becky
1: Lynch, before she became obsessed with her
0: precious, uh, <laughs> eleven,
2: and,
0: uh, yeah, eleven and seven. Okay, we'll track nineteen.
1: probably gonna kick myself i really don't know that is tamina oh well we never see tamina so
0: not really (laughs) 11 and 8 okay Uh, here we go uh drive 20
3: What? (laughs) Um, I'm scared. (laughs) I'm
1: very very proud of myself that I don't know the answer to that question. I I I have never been more gleeful to take a loss in this game in my entire life. Holy shit!
0: (laughs) That is Rob Conway.
2: Oh, that's terrible.
0: That would that would that would have been perfect, perfect for Rick Rude.
1: Yeah. Okay, so eleven and uh, eleven and ten, right?
0: Yeah. No, eleven and nine because that was twenty. Okay. This was try twenty.
2: <coughs> okay. I'm
1: sorry. I have
0: to just let's play a little more. Just.
2: <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I see. No, no, you're not
1: <laughs> No The Rock <laughs> was right You were a French popcorn fart Get the hell out
3: of my <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get the hell
0: out of my pocket <laughs> Here we go the Last track, Are you ready?
2: Yes I spit
3: in the face of people Who don't want to be cool
0: you're looking at him
1: the, well, well yeah but you're not the dumbass you dumped Tori Wilson um, Carly. Carlito
0: <laughs> Carlito alright that's 12 and 9
1: not, not bad I did better than uh, <coughs> than Sunday's episode
0: and uh, at uh, the beginning it was a little rough
1: yeah, but I came back nicely.
0: Yeah, no, I'm saying the beginning was all so rough though. But yeah, you did, he did well. Hold on, man. Let me check something here. I think I saw something. Okay, I have to add that one.
2: Yeah, they have.
0: They're always putting new ones. India Hartwell has a new one. Freaking Riddle has a new one.
2: Oh God. I shudder to imagine what that one sounds like. Riddles? Yeah. Hold on, let's take a look and see if I can find this. Where, here we go. What's the
0: difference between this one and this other one?
2: Yeah. (laughs)
1: Seriously,
0: it's the same thing. What are you doing?
1: I know,
3: I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my Bear. god! I know. Just, just out of curiosity, uh, let me look up
2: his other one. Well, all right. Um, you know what? Oh, there it is. Okay.
0: Okay, so the only difference is that was Deaf Rebel and this is CFO. What is the difference?
1: It's, it's that little bounce.
0: Um, in it's, the, in the... it's still the same though. It's the same theme. Like there's nothing that makes it stand out except that.
2: Well, I I don't know.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. And I like the Bliss has a new theme.
2: Or well, I don't know if you've heard hers. No, I no, I don't. I well, don't know.
1: Okay, that was <laughs> that was absolutely embarrassing. <laughs> what? What? That was Alexa Bliss?
0: That was Alexa Bliss,
1: right there. Holy God. Check it out. I
0: don't know if you
1: can see yeah. that. Indeed it is, Bobby Dan. Oh uh,
0: my God.
1: Just, <sighs> Just okay. stop.
0: All right, Ben, we see if we show to our clothes. Absolutely. All right, fans, so that's it. Another episode of the PC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Enjoy SummerSlam on Saturday. Uh, I, bet, I believe we said we're going to be back on Saturday afternoon. In, yeah. In, in, yeah, so we will be back Saturday afternoon in case the, there are new matches added on from SmackDown on Friday night.
3: And
1: then we also have Dynamite and SmackDown.
0: Yep. We also have uh, the rest of the shows for the week. And after that, we will be back next Tuesday with our post-show. Very good. So, for my co-host, I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, say goodnight to the fans.
2: Good night to the fans.
1: No, I'm kidding. It's been fun, and uh, I will I will see you on Saturday. God, you, you can't get enough of me, can you, Elio? Okay. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus.